and welcome to a brand new edition, a brand new season, according to our calendar of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We've we don't really have an off season to constitute a new season starting, but I guess this is what we'll count as the start of season four of the podcast. Uh, sports editor Austin Huff and sports reporter Evan Leepak. Once again, episode however many we've done. Evan, what's Too many. good? Every once in a while, you know, I think maybe we should take a week or two off, you know? If the summer's a good time to do that, but uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, this could have been a nice week to take a little break. Uh, yeah. July 4th too, but you know, we, we technically have, uh, like we technically have taken kind of like a break, but like it's But we had to do two. Right, we pre so taped the episodes. So it's like we do two in one day. But usually that second one's been pretty short. It's been like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to give the people what they want, you know? All 10 of them. What? All I said, yeah, all 10 of them. All 10 of them. They said alto. I'm like, are you singing alto right now? We are kidding. singing, yeah? We get more than 10 listens. No, thank you to everyone yes. for listening last week to our interview with Rustin Nice, the Goshen College men's and women's cross-country coach, also the Goshen College associate athletic director. Um that was a very good interview, I thought, with him. He's got some, some great big, insight, some big expectations for this year, and uh, that's kind of part of what we're talking about a little bit on today's episode. We give, we thought, you know, we were we were brainstorming ideas for what we wanted this podcast to look like this week, and you know, obviously to celebrate our new season, we should start maybe just just a little bit, not too much of a deep peek ahead, but. 2022 fall sports season is quickly approaching. Girls golf starts on August 1st, which is approximately 12 days, 13 days from this taping, 13 days from this taping. Mm -hmm. Girls golf will be starting. We are literally one month away from football starting August 19th. Every other fall sport begins August 13th. So we figured we're, we're, we're closing in on the fall sports. We uh, let's maybe do a little like sneak preak preview whatever some of our favorite story sneak peek peek, (laughs) preview preakness we're talking about the preakness it's may um you know a little little look ahead some of the storylines going into the fall for our local sports area teams that that stand out to us so Mm -hmm. and then um, obviously we'll do more in-depth previews in august yeah well, well when we have a little more you know advanced roster knowledge and this is mostly just based off of what we remember from last year. We did some research, obviously, too. It's not just straight memory poll. But it was straight memories to begin with, and then it was like, I need numbers and names to back it up. Um, so, and then we also reached out to our people on Twitter. Thank you for those who replied uh, to the TGN underscore sports tweet last night about, Monday night, about um, what we want, what you're looking forward to this year. So we'll get to those at the end of the show. Had a few good ones, like uh, Northwood Athletics. Northwood. Yeah, Northwood Athletics. <laughs> I was looking forward to Northwood. It's which, Northwood. Big if true. Big if true. Um, so I I kind of ranked mine, Evan. I don't know if you ranked yours in any particular order. No. No? Okay, well, well, we're on the same page. Roughly good start. Uh, do we just want to alternate ones? I'll, I'll let you go first with one of yours. And if I have a similar one, then I can just jump in. I don't. I put mine in order, but not really. It, you know, they're they're technically numbered, but. Mm-hmm. All right, Evan. What's what's one of your top 
or maybe not your top, you know, fall sports storyline. What are you looking forward to? Give me, give me a good one to start us off here. Uh, how about Northridge a, football? Do you have a list? You sound like you're. Yeah, I have in my notes here. I have some stuff. Uh, Northridge football. Northridge football. That's a good start. That's a good it's, start. It comes down to. That's on my list. It's going to be intriguing to see how, obviously, coming off a state championship run, how, how they respond. Yeah. Uh, they didn't win, but they were, obviously it didn't win. They went to the final. An appearance, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great run, but uh, it's hard to say. It's going to be... I mean, we, we praise Chad Epley's coaching job. For what he did throughout the second half of the season and into the playoffs. We gave him an award for it. Yeah. Go Shane Sports Award. Uh, Chief plug. Coach of the Year recipient. Yeah. Boys Coach of the Year. Look at Uh, at the pictures online. Go Shane.com. Yeah, please. Um, And he's going to have to do probably an even more impressive coaching job this season to uh, get the Raiders back to Indianapolis. That's going to happen this year. They just lost a ton of important players. I mean, you got Rich Howard, Michael Oseller, Evan Carr, Matt Rutledge, Trent Jensen, Tag Gott's leaving. He's not coming back. That hurts a lot. Peyton Rich, Shook, Clint Rich Walker. Howard. I said Rich Howard. Rich Howard, sorry. said Rich Howard first. Sorry. I, thought, I didn't know if you said Clint Walker or Rich Howard first. So there's just like a lot of question marks, especially worried about the running back position. Peyton Shook and Tag God are both gone, and Rich Howard. I mean, all those guys ran the football, and that was a big part of their success in the second half of the season. And all those guys played defense, too, which is also a huge part of their success. So the linebacker position is also going to be a question mark. You have returners. uh, Hostetler, Jethro Hostetler is coming back. Kate Sands. Sands? Sands? Signs. Signs. Yeah, I'm never going to get get that right. Uh, (laughs) Both two wide receivers who are going to play both ways, play in the secondary as well. Those are important returnees. Kate Carrington, he's going to be the quarterback. More than likely, I would guess. I mean, that's If you look at the roster from last year, he had experience from last year. So at least he'll have some guys to throw to on offense, right? Mm-hmm. So It might be more of a pass-first offense this year than a run-first offense, depending on you know how that looks. So Yeah. Yeah, I had Northridge football. How will they respond uh, is my number three thing on my list. Well, two and three are kind of connected. I have, so. a feel, I have a feeling a couple of ours might be. We probably have similar vibes. <laughs> I put some honorable mentions on my list, too, on my on my sheet. So, But I have my number three and my number two ones are pretty much like they're both football. So I'm gonna, we, can, we can just check off my number two one on my list as well, I guess. Um, Tom, in, Tom ju- Wogerman? Yeah, no, just Well, yes, just in general, <laughs> the NLC football race this year I think is going to be incredibly interesting and captivating you have defending conference champ concord but they graduated a lot of talent a lot of offensive talent zalvin koltukian leading that defense as well they have some guys back obviously armin koltukian cheap plug our uh, shameless story. plug shameless plug for me evan story saturday's goshen news was awesome got a good amount of uh, traction on the social media too people seem to like it so shout out that um you know they have some players back but I don't know on paper if they're going to be the favorite necessarily. They have great skill players from what I saw. Yeah. But and they, they still got some good players, but replacing Hunter Dutton at quarterback is going to be... Offensive line is also a question mark. Yeah. So, um, 
the NLC race in general will look will be very interesting, like I said. And there's a new format to the schedule this year. Uh, for like the longest time, the NLC has played the same conference opponents in a row. The only change being when Mishawaka came into the conference and Mishawaka just replaced Elkhart Memorial on everyone's schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, instead of having Concord Warsaw week nine, now that game is week four. You know, that's an interesting matchup. Could be something, you know, to look for. Like, usually the, like that game in the past has kind of been built up to be like a conference championship type game because both those programs have been very good. So now that game being earlier, you know, same that same week you're going to have Northwood Northridge. Mm-hmm. Should be a really, you know, and Goshen Wawasee. I know that's not usually a marquee game. Hasn't been at least in the last couple of years, but instead of that being in week nine, now this year it's in week three. So, you know, it's it's the first conference game instead of the last conference game. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Wawasee got a pretty decent draw, I feel like, out of it in the conference. Like, they play Goshen and they play Plymouth in their first two weeks this year. All three of those teams are probably going to be near the bottom of the conference standings this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Wallace could win their first two, and all of a sudden they're two and zero in the conference. They got some momentum going, and then obviously their schedule toughens up after that. But you know, maybe they maybe they get on a little run, get some momentum going. You never know. Goshen maybe wins those first two couple, you know, and they get going. Who knows? You know, uh, to me, you know, Warsaw obviously Warsaw, Mishawaka, very good. But for us, Northwood will be really interesting. I'm really excited to see what they look like on offense this year. Owen oh, Raider coming back at quarterback. Uh, Caden Lone played quarterback last year, mm-hmm. too, obviously. Running back, kind of like a utility weapon everywhere. Uh, Natarian Tuggle, J.J. Payne, Ethan Evers uh, as your weapons on offense. All of them getting you know big looks for colleges right now and doing well at these camps all summer. Evers picked up an offer from Western Michigan a couple weeks ago. Tuggle exploded during the early parts of the summer in his recruiting. Um, you know, Payne's a freak athlete, too, like – that, that could be a really dynamic offense. Uh, maybe the best Northwood team since 2018 when they were number – they actually reached number one in 4A polls and then had a heartbreaking loss in the sectional final to Angola. Um, was that when they didn't kick the field goal? Yes. Bronson Yoder, Bronson Yoder was a beast that year, and they just uh, got stopped on a couple fourth downs in that sectional final. Could have had a chance to maybe kick a field goal on one of them when they were at the three-yard line. Six points is more than three, though. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, they're going to be interesting. I think that's going to be fun, the NLC this year. They probably have the most potential out of all the NLC teams mm-hmm. this year. The, the safest bet to be like, okay, this team would make the most sense to make the run out of all the NLC teams we cover, I would say. Right. Because all, all the other ones are obviously – have a lot of question marks. Yeah. Northridge Con- and Concord, Con- Northridge. Yeah. Goshen, Goshen. and Wallace Yeah. It's like, yeah, you don't yeah. know. It's tough to say. but Yeah, Northwood feels like the safest bet as of now. Did you hear that? I don't know. I don't have the headphones on. I'm sure it picked up. <laughs> Probably picked up. It was like, boom. Yeah. Evan's cell phone. Well, that, that boom definitely picked up. That cell phone is, you know, making a lot of noise. Um, so, yeah. So, there we go. We already talked about number, my number two and my number three uh, on my list was just NLC football in general and then Northridge specifically. So mm, That's good. Um, now, Evan, now do me. Evan, <laughs> do one of mine. <laughs> All right, Evan, you're, you're next. Uh, you, what, where do you want to go with the conversation next? What's another storyline you're keeping your eye on? I'm not going to be able to keep up with you the way you're talking. I felt like my first 
first subject, I was like, you know, that's a good amount of talking. You did. You, you did know? a good job. Well, I mean, I, you know, you took the lead on your pick. I took the lead on my pick. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm just curious, uh, intrigued, I guess, about the storyline of Tom Wogeman going back to his alma mater, Goshen High School, taking over the program. Obviously, as we know, the Red Hawks haven't been where the Red Hawks should be probably mm-hmm. over the last decade or so. Some moments here and there, but overall just mostly losing seasons. Uh, and at a program like Goshen that has a lot of history, like pretty solid history, you know, and the size of it, it's got to get, I feel like it's got to be better than what it's been. And I know Tom Wilgeman is probably going to take this very seriously with it being, you know, his alma mater, with how much he probably cares about the program, how dear it is to him. And I mean, he's... He's obviously has a track re- track record of turning around programs that haven't haven't exactly been great. Obviously, Wawasi did a good job. Northridge wasn't great, and now look at him. I mean, he helped build that program. I mean, he helped lead the way for their state championship run. You know, so I think if he was able to do that, at Northridge and Wawasi, he will certainly be able to do it at Goshen. I'm just curious how long it'll take for him to kind of put his stamp on the program to where they're, you know, winning more games than they're losing. Like a winning season. How long will that take? You right. Know? Right. If you're gonna go off of what he did at Northridge, right, his first year they were okay. His second year they went to semi state. So that was that might have been a little more extreme than mm-hmm. than maybe people thought. Then they had an undefeated regular season a couple years after that, twenty seventeen, uh NLC champs, first time, only time in their school history they've won the NLC. Um so, like, if you're going to go off that Northridge blueprint, like, he did find success pretty early, and then they kind of sustained it. They had a really nice year in 2017, but for the most part, they were, you know, solid, like, 6-3, and 5-4 and four program, which I think Goshen would take that right now because they've been – last year they went 4-5 four and five or 4-6 four and, four and six after the playoff game, but those four wins were South Bend Clay, Fairfield, you know, uh, Plymouth, and Wallace C, who weren't – the best competition in the world last year. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to those teams. They just, they just weren't. Plymouth didn't win a game. Clay didn't, Clay's, they're technically a school still, but not really, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I you know, Wallace, he had a couple seasons where he was struggled early, but then he got them into a above 500 category as well. So, patience will be the key, definitely, mm-hmm. <laughs> with Tom Wogeman at Goshen this year. Um, you know, they got some decent players back. Quinn Bechtel at quarterback uh, as a senior. He he really emerged last year as, like, their quarterback. So I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see how he kind of handles that next step. There's no – I don't think there's a quarterback debate. Last year it was between Quinn Bechtel and Deacon Hill. I, I don't think there's a debate this year. I think it's Quinn Bechtel. Um, he was their offense last year, running the ball, throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. He single-handedly won, you know, pretty much the games that they did win. Um, right. And you get a you know you get some good players back around him. So, well, I, I don't know. Goshen, the, the the their toughest thing is like their schedule this year. Like they added New Prairie, so they're not playing South Bend Clay. Tough. And so that's probably a tough. <laughs> that's going to be a week two game. That's tough. Uh, Fairfield to open. They probably will take care of business against the Falcons this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but New Prairie week two. I mean Wallace week three. They could in Goshen could be two and one. You know, but that NLC, we were just talking about it, man. Northwood, Warsaw, Mishawaka, really tough games. Northridge, Concord, depending on when you get them, 
Who knows mm-hmm. what they'll look like? Um, the big the big Northridge game, week five. It's the Chad Epley coaching against his former coach uh, game there, and uh, that'd be intriguing. I wish they, they should play the game at Wallasee just because, like you know, the Wallasee connections for Chad and Tom. Yeah, that's where. Make it a neutral site. Make it a yeah. neutral site game. Um, so yeah, I think I think yeah, patience. That's the word. I think that needs to be expressed in Goshen right now. Like let let Tom do his thing. He's proven he can turn around programs, specifically in the NLC. Like it's what he's done twice. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I guess. It's kind yeah. of the whole point of this episode. We'll see. We're gonna. We're gonna. Be, we're looking for things. We're seeing things. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna switch sports. Do you have any more football topics you wanted to hit on there, or? No. Are there any more football on your list? No. Okay. Well, I'll switch. Switch sports then. Very good. I'll go to what was number number five on my list. This is really not going to get any order, which is great. But number five. Um, I'm looking at the local cross-country scene, and I'm wondering who's going to kind of emerge on the boys' side this year. Mm-hmm. You know, you're losing a lot of top-end talent. Goshen, you know, Drew Hogan, Cole Johnston, Northridge's Jack Moore, Concord, loses Anthony Roberts, Northwood, Brady Hunsberger, you know, all graduated, all these top-end talented runners, you know, semi-state, state qualifiers, things like that. Um, who's going to maybe emerge in that leadership on the boys' side? You know, you got... Uh, Goshen coming back with Tommy Claxton and Luis Loera as their two main guys. Northridge will have Jackson Miller again as a senior who's had state experience now two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who, like, the, there was such a great, it was such a great year for that talent last year. I'm wondering who kind of maybe steps up and takes those spots that were left behind by those guys. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have a lull. After this past season, it's hard to build it up. Two, two top ten teams in the state. That's going to be hard to do that again. We probably won't see that, but mm-hmm. maybe individual. Like which individuals will kind of rise to the occasion? I think will be will be interesting to see. For the grades underneath them, though, they had great influence to be able to watch those guys. And they're going to build. So I think I think over time, the next couple of seasons, we're still going to have solid cross country teams on the boys' side over the next couple of years. Maybe not right away, but I think pretty soon here in the future yeah and, and girls wise too northridge went to state last year they have four of their seven runners from the state meet coming back um temi bayless Haley heil emma long kylie mcmahon um you know they were they kind of just stuck out through semi-state they were sixth at semi-state they finished 16th at state do they take another step do they go potentially top 12 at state top 10 maybe even at state depending on the competition i Again, I don't really know the whole state, you know, competition level in that regard, but you know, you got four seniors there who are going to be motivated to build off what they did last year. You know, win the NLC outright this time. They had to split it with Warsaw last year. Um, you know, they're going to be. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. They might be our best overall unit in terms of farthest, like most state success. You know, That's like what we I'm might saying, get. Yeah. We might get boys individuals to go, and I'm not saying a team can't get through it. Like Northridge always has depth. You know Goshen will have other guys that will step up into those roles. Um, but, you know, Northridge girls' team right now feels like the best team going into the season, at least right now on July on paper. 19th. On, on paper. paper. This piece of paper specifically that I typed out my notes on. This is part of the storyline, you know? 
we're going to discover what these teams have, these new faces, mm-hmm. you know, as as in real, in real time. I can't wait to get old takes exposed for this podcast. Yeah, in real time. Great. Yeah. Any any comments on the other comments for you on the cross-country world there? You got any... Uh, it's going to be hard to live up to this past season, but like I said, there's always... It's always something fun to... Uh, there's always something intriguing, whether you know it's going to happen or you don't, you know. So obviously last year we knew these teams are going to be very good. We have a lot of talent this upcoming year. Who's going to emerge? You know, who's going to be the next run, the next few runners that were like, okay, this this person here has a future. We'll see what happens, you know. Yeah. I love doing my arm thing. They yeah. can't see me. No one can see you do the arms. I'm All doing- of a sudden you become Italian, like... I'm not. I'm not doing this. <laughs> well, you're talking with your hands. So you're talking with your hands. So yeah, that's that's a that's for me like cross country. What we're, what I'm feeling. What I'm feeling right there in the cross country world. So. That's what you're feeling. Yeah. My phone won't load. Very sad. Okay. I was gonna look up something. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ooh, something might be happening. Hold on, people. We're gonna hold the presses. Hold your horses. Stop the press. That's a, that's a journalism. Hey, is for horses. I don't know why I said that. Anyway. Well, uh... This is just... I mean, this is an ad-lib episode anyway. It's fine. Yeah. We're just, I'm, we're I'm just waiting. Should I, should I try to talk about another sport while you're looking up uh, your notes? No. No. I wish we had, like, I an mean, ad just, to put in here. I just need to... I just wanted to see the schedule. Help me a little bit for this team. Okay. Northwood Volleyball. Northwood Volleyball. Wow. Yes. yes. Last season. Mm-hmm. Who saw that coming, huh? 32-3. and three. Really good. Undefeated in NLC play. NLC title, obviously. Yes. By default. Yeah, by default. Transitive property there. So. <laughs> what a coaching job over there by Hillary, huh? Another plug. Award show. Yeah. <laughs> if you have somehow missed it. <laughs> Girls Coach of the Year. Yes. Much deserved. Yes, yes. And I will say that I, I I went to bat for her, I think, with you. I was like, yes. I think she I, should be... I don't even remember... I mean, she the, should be uh, the, the winner. The female sports coach of the year debate, I think, was... It was one of the more even ones we had, I feel like. I mean, we had... Yeah. They were no all disrespect even. to all the nominees. Everyone did... They were, they were right, no, they were all There are nominees even. for a reason. Right. But I just felt like what she did... With this roster, with this team, I don't think anybody expected them to go 32-3 and three and go and feed an NLC play like they did and go to a regional final, mm-hmm. but they did. Yeah. And guess what? They only lost two seniors from that roster, which was a young roster, as I said yeah. before. So I kind of feel like the sky's the limit for this team a little bit. And and they get the home sectional and a home regional. And that's going to help a lot, that's too. That's got to be really nice. Hosting, yeah. Yeah. No traveling to Norwell this year for a regional. No traveling to Lakeland for a sectional. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be at your home gym in the Panther Pit. Uh, so you know it, that's that's big for them. So I actually kind of had a I kind of had a point about Northwood and my honorable mention type list, mm-hmm. but it was mostly about it was mostly it was going to be focused on volleyball, but I want to talk specifically kind of about Fairfield and their move to three A. And mm. really the biggest move in that regard is volleyball for them because now they're in that sectional with Northwood. And that's going to be, I hope the blind draw gods give us Northwood Fairfield final 
because Fairfield should be good again this year. New head coach, uh, Hershberger. You could just say Hershberger, and they all coach it. They've all coached at uh, Fairfield. Yeah. Courtney now becomes the head coach, replacing her sister, Brittany. Um, so I think that's going to be really intriguing, them in that that sectional with with Northwood. And then they also, while we'll see Lakeland, West Noble still in that sectional too. But that Fairfield, Northwood, two really good programs, storied in the you – know, they've been our two best programs in my four years here. They've pretty much have won sectionals every year I've been here, both mm-hmm. of them. Um, Fairfield became within an eyelash of going to state in 2020 and 2A. Mm-hmm. Northwood, regional finalist three years in a row. Um, you know, what – What's going to, you know, who's like, how much will that home court, you know, matter? You know, that's going to be something to follow too with that, this sectional this year specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, that that matchup will be really intriguing to me, that Northwood Fairfield. Uh, and hopefully we'll get that at some point in that sectional. Um, given, you know, if Fairfield is what they've been the last couple of years, I'm confident, I'm more confident in Northwood this year than Fairfield because Fairfield is graduating some good players, more good like more key players. Northwood still too is graduating a couple, but not as many. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be very very interesting that that sectional. And then again, Fairfield and 3A in general, they don't play soccer, so they didn't move in soccer, but they're up in 3A now in football. Um, mm-hmm. You basically traded having to play Bishop Lores in the sectional, now getting to play Mishawaka Marion in a sectional. Um, but they're in that they're in that section with Marion, West Oble, Lakeland, uh, Jimtown. So, you know, I don't know how they're going to do this year in football. So that's why I really wanted like that three that three A move for volleyball is really really interesting with that sectional alignment being Northwood. So you just love it, man. Love it. I can tell. Love it. You are hype. It should be a good matchup. I I love a good matchup. You know. Sorry, I love a good game. I love a good match. You love a good matchup. Yeah. Well, I also love a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Girls golf. Girls golf. That's on my list. Be the last. I mean, you can. We can. You're gonna. You're gonna talk about it more. I just. I'm just bringing it up as a topic because. Uh, I, I really don't know what to expect from girls golf at all. <laughs> Number four, who emerges in the girls yeah. golf scene is my list. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, you you look back to last season and you you kind of try to put the pieces together. And I mean, two of the best teams, arguably the two best teams, and I'll see the two te- best teams that we cover, arguably uh, Northwood and Concord, both have new coaches. I mean, they've had recent success. Both of those coaches are now gone, and they've been replaced with some young and up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Schrock. At Northwood. Ashley Hutchinson at Concord. Yep. So, I mean, there's just a lot of question marks on both sides, and obviously Northwood lost the majority of their team because they were seniors. Yeah, they lost their top two players and two of arguably the greatest players in their program history. You know, mm-hmm. Sybil Stilson, Brie Goss. So, yeah. Sybil definitely has the case as the best player. I know Gina Yoder won a state title in the 80s, but she was great too. But Sybil, four years in a row, All-State, you know, just had a tremendous, tremendous career. So and, Generational, low-key. Low-key a generational They've had a lot of great player. players in the last decade. Um, yeah, the only player that we have back from our area that is, you know, I'm not saying we have good players coming back, but the top players, 
probably Carissa Dyer from Northridge. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a junior this year. She went to state last yep. year as an individual. So you got to think that she'll be one of the players to be looked at. But kind of going off your point, I have no idea what any of these, any of these teams are going to look like this year. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Like Goshen went to the regional last year as team. I don't. I don't. Maybe like maybe from what I remember last year, they're going to be decent. Like I can't. I with, don't even know. With Goshen, from what I remember last year, they were. There was a lot of inexperience, but they had some numbers and they had some years left. So experience makes a better better team, right? So I, I would guess. expect uh, maybe some better things from the Redhawks this year as well. Yeah, it's it's it feels wide open. I have I mean we don't you know we don't really cover Warsaw either, so I can't we can't speak for them on like if they're going to be good. They, they they tend to be good mm-hmm. Warsaw, um, but like Mishawaka is usually not that strong in golf. Now there's Plymouth, so like the NLC just feels like way open right now with all the inexperience, like the new the new coaching at Northwood and and losing those top two players like. Northwood feels like this could be a year where they are beatable and we might look like idiots in six weeks when they're rolling through the conference again. But, like, this feels wide open. Look like idiots anyway. It's okay. we, we, yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> they only do so much, you know. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a really – it's been, you know, it's been kind of nice to, like, know, like, oh, yeah, Sybil Stilson, Northwood, like, the last four years, like, been pretty good to know, like, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. This year it feels just – like I said, wide open. I sound like a broken record, but that's how I feel that girls golf is. And I don't know if we're going to learn anything in that first week necessarily, but you know, first couple of weeks, we'll see where we're at with that and take inventory of who maybe is on the ascent in the girls golf world. Yes, sir. Okay. I've talked about five. <laughs> you talked about five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I have I, my number one, and I kind of cheated because it's really three. I just looped them all together because it was the same school, Westview. I put Westview boys soccer, girls soccer, and boys tennis mm-hmm. all in the same group because they're all in very similar spots coming off of last year, and I'm really intrigued to see what they do in the next uh, three months. We'll, ta- we'll start with the big one, boys soccer, defending 1A state champions. Uh, went on that unbelievable run. Um, you know, but They won a bunch of awards including the Ghost News Team of the Year, Male Sports Team of the Year, cheap plug again. Um, you know, they lose some guys, Jason, uh, Jason Jaden Yoder, not Jason, sorry. Jaden Yoder uh, was their, one of their leading scorers last year, scored the game-tying goal in uh, to force overtime in the state title game. Alex Yoder, their senior goalie from last year, mm-hmm. big loss obviously there. Uh, Abdir, Abdir Al-Rashahid and Graham Egley won the IHSA Mental Attitude Award. Um, so they got some big losses, but you got guys like Teague Meister coming back, leading scorer from last year, junior. Um, Muhammad Amir, for the senior. Uh, Carson Brown, who scored the game-winning goal in the semi-state. Um, so you return guys with experience. You do lose some, you know, other guys as well. And then, you know, it's – but it feels like they're going to have enough pieces there to still maybe do some damage. You know, their sectional is relatively easy. The mm-hmm. NECC is usually not a powerhouse in soccer. It's usually them and West Noble. Right. Um, so they could still win the NECC. Their sectional isn't too terrible. Um you know they're going to get really tested 
probably once it gets to the regional, and then we'll see how they really stack up. Um, but they are they are um, obviously as a defending state champion. It's going. They will be one team that we will be looking at probably a little more closely this year. You know, mm-hmm. they won't sneak up on anybody anymore, like kind of how they did last year. Like they're going to have the target on their back. They're going to get everyone's best game. All those cliches. Um, so it should be uh, should be fun to see how Jamie Martin's squad defends their state title. So they'll be confident though. Confidence will go a long way. Yeah, even spending ten minutes with them. The other day, at a, you know, at their practice, giving them their trophy, like they seem like a pretty confident, and they didn't have everyone there, you know, but they're they seem pretty confident, you know, after last year, and you know, they're they're kind of milking it a little bit, and I would be too. That state title run, they right. had their camp shirts that said "Camp with the Champs," so of course you might as well. Hey, yeah. you, you got to sell it. You got to really enjoy it, you know. But August thirteenth, man, like August first, really, like that light switch has to turn, like light switch. The page has to turn. Yeah, the, the light switch comes the back. The switch on. has to be flipped. Yeah, you got to flip yeah. the switch. There you go. Light switches are tough. Um, there you go. Yeah. So they'll have to spread the wealth. But I mean, it it's nice to have all the returners have the state championship experience. Though they've been there, so yeah. that's huge. Whether whether they played a lot or not, you know. But it also sounds like they spread the wealth. Like like you said, you mentioned multiple guys that are returning that had big pieces like played big roles during that you know playoff right. run so i mean uh you know like i said meisner was like their most he was their solid their best player amir scored the go-ahead goal in the state title game mm-hmm. um brown had the semi-state winner and they're all talented players i mean teague meisner's currently in orlando playing on the elkhart county united soccer team the u17 team that's playing for an international tournament uh cheap plug again another story man we we're plugging everything this is our weekly recap along with our preview. Look at that. We're yeah. getting them all in. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be fun. And then I'm really excited for what the girls' soccer team at Westview could do. They had a really nice year last year, 15-3-4 record, went to the regional final, lost to a tough Andrean team. Um, but, man, they have their top nine scoring players returning from last year. I feel like I've said that 100 times in the last month or two. But their top nine players are coming back from offense. Bree Munoz. 30 goals, 11 assists, breakout athlete of the year, female. Only a sophomore now. Only a sophomore. Carly Miller, a junior, 15 goals last year, 7 assists this year. She'll be a junior this year. And then the two pages, Schwartz and Riesecker, both going to be seniors this year, 8 goals apiece last season. Uh, both goalies are back as well. Madison Hooley, Carly Schrock, senior and sophomore respectively. They both had good amount of playing time last season. So, I mean, this is going to – this is going to be a deep team. This is a, they're deep. They're talented. They've got a real, real chance to maybe make some more noise in one A. Um, you know, they should be the favorites in the NECC. They should be the favorites in their sectional. And then we'll see what happens when they get to regional time. They get to host a regional final again this year if they get that far. So, it's a team that should probably have aspirations getting past that regional this year. They have they have all the pieces. And a coach who's very serious about it. You yeah, know? Jesse so, Ward. Yep. Second year, he could have he could have won Coach of the Year too. We had like eight hundred nominees for male sports coach of the year last year, but yeah. and female sports female sports coach of the year for Jesse, like they were unbelievable in his first year, taking a really young team and getting them to that level. I mean, the the regional final loss, it wasn't like they were blown out. You know, they nope. played a one zero game, I think. Yep. Two one. Yeah, one zero. It's close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're gonna be uh they're 
they might be the team I follow the most this year because I, I just think like that's a team that could really really do some damage like maybe make a deep run maybe be playing on the final weekend of the season mm-hmm. type of team so we'll see and even if they you know even if they fall short this year you know still us two more years you get Carly Miller for another year you're going to get one of your two goalies back for two more seasons like this is this even if it doesn't happen this year like it feels like there's going to be at least two more chances here two more years you know one two more years with this group to really make a serious run at this I agree wholeheartedly thank you you. and then finally the boys tennis team at Westview went to state last year for the second second time in third three seasons Mm -hmm. had a 23 and 2 overall record Um, they lose uh, four of their seven varsity players from due to graduation Elijah Mm, not great what said not great yeah but you know their number two singles player Elijah Hostetler Brennan, Brennan Beachy, the three singles, and then their one doubles team of Kendall Schwartz and Isaac Rogers were all seniors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but you still return Isaiah Hostetler, who's probably the best boys tennis player in our area mm-hmm. and, and one of the best players in northern half of the state, period. Don't sleep on Pi Wellington. Pi Wellington's <laughs> really good at Goshen, too. No, there's, that's not even funny. He's a really good player. Uh, but Isaiah, he's really, really good. And then their number two doubles team of Jethro Hostetler, no relation to the other Jethro Hostetler at Northridge, um, and yeah. Kylan Bender. One person can't be uh, at two places at no. once. So. <laughs> and this Hostetler is spelled without a C-H. So. Yeah, it's different. So they have their number two doubles team returning, and then their top singles player, Isaiah Hostetler, back. Um, it's easy to think that, like, oh, they'll just move the number two doubles up to number one doubles. I don't, I don't maybe, they, maybe they split that pair up and put them in singles. I don't know. They're going to be... They could be like of those of those three Westview teams. They're like the one I have the most concerns about. I guess like who's going to be playing these new positions for them. And I don't have concerns for Isaiah. I mean, right, I, I could see I, him. Like they have the most con- most concerns. I'm not concerned about everything about them. But you well, know. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm just saying oh. I have concerns for the team, sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't have concerns for Isaiah. I mean, he's probably going to make a run in the individual state tournament. I would right. Imagine. If they lose as a team, like they're going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay individually. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you can't lose four out of seven and uh, not take a step back. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they had some. Uh, they have some young up and comers in the farm system that's ready just to jump in. You know. You never know. <laughs> well, especially out there in Emma and Topeka, there's a lot of farms. So. Oh, that's going to say this would work. I don't. I didn't even do that on purpose. I know you didn't. Farm system. I know you didn't. But so yeah. Whoops. So, um, I got a couple honorable mentions. I'm gonna throw some honorable mentions out there. Is that okay? Honorable mention storylines. I will sit back and listen um, intently. The three A girls soccer sectional. Now that Penn's out of it, I'm excited to see who's going to maybe win that. Goshen, Northridge, uh, Plymouth, Concord, and the fifth team is escaping my mind. Oh, Elkhart, Elkhart. So it's Goshen, Elkhart, Northridge. Plymouth, Concord. Did I say Concord twice? I don't Goshen, think so. Northridge, Elkhart, Concord, Plymouth. There you go. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a wide open girls soccer sectional, I think, this year. Goshen made a nice run in the postseason. It got to the sectional final last year. Northridge has been really strong the last couple of years. Concord, you know, could they maybe make a step, come back? You know, Elkhart. You know, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice sectional. Not having, not having Penn in the boys soccer sectional, too will be interesting to see who maybe wins that one. Elkhart's won it two years in a row now. So Penn hasn't been like a powerhouse 
by mm-hmm. any means. And Northridge won it, you know. So it's not like that one was as big of a loss, but it's still a nice, like, having not having Penn in the sectional is always nice for some of these teams. Like, it's one less big team to worry about. So You that, think, think Northridge is going to be better than their record last year in boys soccer? I think they got a chance. I mean, Michael Whelan's going to be really good for them again this year. He's a senior, mm-hmm. finally. I feel like... Like, you know, seeing these guys who have been varsity athletes for four years now, like, it's like, when well, I thought you graduated like three years ago, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's still a senior. Um, so he's he's going to be dynamic for them at the top. It's going to be a matter of if, if everyone else, you know, can, can step up around him. That's a good program traditionally. Like I said, Lawrence Baltzark had a good program going there. So I, I am intrigued to see what they do. They were this. young and down last year, but they still had some big wins, beat Westview, beat West Noble. Yep. Talking about our teams they, that had played, success, and they played they played Penn really well in that sectional. I mean, they they played the big teams well. It wasn't as if they were getting blown out mm-hmm. with this young team, you know. So, yeah, and then um, we got a couple, uh, you know, and I threw another another honorable mention in there was uh, who starts a quarterback for Notre Dame. So, <laughs> I know we're not t- that is that's deviating from high school question. a little bit, but it's very obvious who's starting a quarterback for Notre Dame. It's not going to be what? It's either Drew Pine or, or Tyler Buckner. It's not going to be Drew Pine. That guy shouldn't even be at Notre Dame. <laughs> hey, it could be Drew Pine. <laughs> Steve well, Steve Angeli. Go seven and five then. Steve Steve Angeli Angeli. Yes, he should. Steve he should be the the second string. Tyler Buckner has. He's not like you know, at the position maybe he could be. He's not as seasoned as he needs to be, but he has all the intangibles. He has the most talent. He gives them the best chance to win. So he has to be the starting quarterback. Drew Pine is short. I mean, his his mobility is only so good. His arm strength isn't terrible, but it's not Tyler Buckner's. It's like Drew Pine would be a great quarterback, maybe at like the Mac. You know, it'd be this <laughs> awesome quarterback. Wow, there. Wait, this is like you're disrespecting Drew Pine. I well, hope he hears this. I man. just know Drew Pine's not going to hear this. So, I mean, I've I mean. Obviously, he's he's good enough to be a Division One quarterback. I just don't think he's good enough to be a Division One quarterback at Notre Dame. It's just my opinion. That's fair. I I, I think we'll. I think it's going to be Buckner still too. I I would be surprised if it's not, but I don't know. Maybe Drew Pine somehow just goes out and wins the job. We're going to start finding out August fifth. He was absolutely terrible in the spring game. It's, it's a spring horrible. game. It's a spring game. But come on. I mean, that's fair. I mean, Phil Dracovic. give me something. Phil, Phil Dracovic was horrendous in the spring game in 2019. I'll keep on going back to that for the rest of my life. Yeah, he was so bad. And then they basically like he basically hated football after that for like a year, and he left. Um, I'd hate football too. Brian Kelly probably. Really <laughs> there was let t- him t- apparently Dracovic said that he was like like they were talking about moving him to wide receiver. That's how bad he played in the spring game. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and also, by the way, just want to say thank you to everyone who mentioned us on Twitter. We said at the start, um, Anthony Roberts, not the runner, his dad, is also named Anthony Roberts. Make sure he's looking forward to the NLC cross-country seasons, uh, which we talked about, which I, I am intrigued as well. Justin Gillette, Goshen College men's cross-country. He's got exp- high hopes for them, maybe a top-10 national team, according to Justin. Uh, we talked a little bit about that with Rusted last week, so if you want to hear more of that conversation, you can go check out that episode. Um both Chip Davenport and uh, Tim Yoder mentioned the NLC football schedules. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hit on that a little bit with yeah. my NLC talk. The schedule's changing. 
And now that you get Concord Warsaw earlier in the year, you get different matchups later in the year. It's going to be interesting to see which games now become like the traditional, like bigger games. Mm-hmm. Robert Kurtz mentioned Northwood Volleyball. So yep. there you go. Northwood Volleyball shout out. Northridge Cross Country said Northridge Cross Country. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we already said Northwood mentioned Northwood. So yep. that's, that's pretty good. And so. we mentioned Northwood football. We had not mentioned uh, Kane's football. Sorry. Yeah, this we, one's uh, a Hurricanes football <laughs> along with Northwood football, so sorry. Mario Cristobal, though, is recruiting well. You never know. They're hot, yeah. on, they're hot on the trail. The, the U. But uh, I'm still expecting like an 8-4 and four season from them. Maybe 7-5. Yep. But, I mean, with the way they're recruiting, I know it doesn't really matter this these days because players are going to a school for a year and then transferring out, you know. So maybe it won't matter, but if Cristobal can keep recruiting like this... Maybe the Hurricanes will be back one day mm-hmm. next few years. Yep. So, we'll see. So, I think we covered everything we wanted to cover today. Um, we'll try to have a little more. Next week, we'll, uh, we're will we working on a, a different type of episode for the podcast next week. And then after that, we're going to be right into the fall sports season. We're going to be doing more in-depth previews with, you know, maybe coach quotes and rosters and things like that looking to look at. Um, so, stay tuned. I already feel tired. Well, it's probably based on the weekend I had, but yeah, what, that was a joke. What did you what did what did you do this weekend, bro? Nothing. You did nothing. What did you do this weekend? A lot of driving. That's what <laughs> I did this weekend. For what? Uh, I mean, you know, you you had some friends, and I felt like being a nice guy, so I drove you guys around. At at a cost. It was, it was a discounted cost, though. Very discounted cost. I looked at my bank account Monday, and I was like, ooh, I should have probably charged them more than that. <laughs> uh, that's okay. i do it for the love of the game. $45, what is that, like at one tank for you? Yeah, I should have probably asked for like $15 each day. 30 Yeah. 90 Because gas is way more expensive in Chicago area than it is in Indiana. You had to fill up in Chicago area? I topped off every time I stopped driving, so that way I had a full tank of gas every time I, we needed to make a longer drive. At least you didn't have so to we didn't fill have to it stop, up So we didn't way. have to stop at 1 in the morning to get gas. It was really the point of that. We're still talking on this podcast? Yeah, I know the recording yeah. is still going. Yes, people are going to be like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, check out our Instagram feeds. Well, Evan's Instagram feed. and uh, Follow me on IG, EvanMichael95. Shameless plug. And with that, and this is the edition of Shameless Plugs brought to you by <laughs> Shameless Plugs. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. We'll talk and shop, more sports. And uh, yeah, we'll see what next week brings. And then we'll see what the week after that brings. And the week after that. And the week after that. It never and the ends. week after that. Till then, 